Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Dr. Kwachi. Welcome back. This is episode six. Yes, episode six. That's what's up. Yes. Um, so uh, I hope everyone had a great weekend and ready to kick off the week uh, with high productivity. Um, and I, I hope that you guys have been able to digest the first few episodes um, very smoothly and, and thoroughly. Um, you know, I know we spent some time uh, on inflammation and you know, the plant-based proteins and animal-based diet versus um, plant-based diet. And then we spoke, we focused on fitness. And, you know, with, with all that being said, my emphasis has been on, you know, the interrelation between our physical and mental. And I believe, you know, today would be a great time to transition into uh, mental health. And that's one aspect of the whole being that is very, very important. And unfortunately, uh, in our culture here, in the a, in a, in a Western culture, and even a lot of other cultures in the world, um, mental health is is definitely um, overlooked. It, and there, there has been so much stigma, you know, related to mental health. And stigma, if, if, if for just, for people who don't really understand what stigma, stigma really is, is it's just it's a way of expressing hurtful beliefs about people, um, and that could be related to employment, um, your education, your living situation, uh, relationships, or just how people v- may view someone in, in general. And because of that stigma, that is so like such a dark cloud. Like it's made it very hard for people to seek help when they really, really need it. And just imagine, imagine like going, imagine like hesitating to go to the doctor because you have abdominal pain or or chest pain. Like how, how, let's think about it. Like would someone hesitate to go see the doctor if they had chest pain? Like a patient come to me with chest pain, like they, they're not going to wait. Why is that not the same thing when it comes to someone who's feeling very anxious or depressed? Or maybe is, you know, or seeing things or, or hearing voices. Like, why is that, why why is it not the same? And it's mainly because of, of the stigma behind it. All right. So I think, like, one of the best ways for all of us, the goal for, for all of us is to, you know, number one, be aware that the physical as is as important as our mental health. And it's okay. We're all human, we're all human. We all have feelings, right? We all have real feelings. We all have feelings of happiness, sadness, worry, fear, anger, right? We all have those natural uh, feelings because we're human. So that, I feel like we all have to continue to work to find a way for us to ease ease that pressure and, and to help everyone to understand that these are all okay and normal feelings, right? All these feelings of 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 emotion are are important. We all have to be aware of of our attitudes and behavior, and I think that's just being aware of mindfulness, right? You know, in previous episodes, I spoke about mindfulness and just like mindful eating, but with everything we're doing in our lives, from day in and day out, we just have to be mindful of the external forces of the world coming into us because. Just imagine, like it's just like when I sit and think about like how how we're designed by our Creator. Like 
it's just fascinating how we're our own selves. But yet, like, there's so many external forces of the world that we have to kind of, like, cruise and matrix through. Like, think about it. We got to dip and dash and bend <laughs> to kind of, like, process all the things, all the stimulus from our environment. And then on top of that, too, a lot of times the, the stimulus is so much that we have to figure out a way to cope with that or to process that, right? And we have to try to figure out the tools, um, the tools in order for us to overcome those things that may be, be, be shooting so hard at us, right? I think it's very important for us to be very sensitive to, to others around us. And this is, just re- this is just a statement, not only for mental health, but just in general of medicine, is that when it comes to, you know, our bodies, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually, I believe it's very important for us to be more mindful of, of and respectful and sensitive to other people's backgrounds, views, opinions, cultural beliefs, because like at the end of the day, we're all, we're all coming from different angles and we just have to be very mindful that what what one person experiences and their lens may be different from the lens that I may have versus someone else. And I think it's very important that with that being said, it's important for us to all focus on the positive things about others, right? If we all focus on the good things of other people, at the end of the day, like we're, we're all working towards a better place. So just, I, I mean, me personally, I think it's, it's best to, that's how you cultivate relationships and you provide that support is by focusing on the positive of other people um, with showing dignity and respect for them. And that's everyone, no matter who they are. It's very important for us to understand that none of us are invincible and that mental health is, is, the, is the ability for us to enjoy life and to deal with everyday challenges. Like I said, the external forces can come at us in, at any given moment. Um, and on top of that, <clears throat> I want us to be able to, to understand the difference between our mental health versus a mental illness, which I'll get more into um, later on. But just just a, a quick snippet. Um, mental illness becomes becomes what it is when our quality of life or the ability for us to have structure in our lives is altered by our our mental health. You know what I'm saying? So pretty much the ability for us to function and complete things to the best of our abilities, abilities becomes altered. Right? The ability for us to have a normal daily functioning life. Uh, becomes affected because either we have anxiety or depressed mood or we may be um, seeing things that aren't there or hearing voices. So there's an altered, altered perception of rea- our reality when some of these things are, um, are happening when it comes to our mental health. So I just want us to, to really understand that, you know, the mental and physical is equally important. And what's interesting, too, is, you know, in the in the practice with my with my patients, I'm always asking like, "Hey, how are you doing physically?" Quick responses: "Oh, I'm, I'm physically feeling uh, f- I'm fine, okay, whatever, blah blah." You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then when I ask, "Well, and how are you feeling mentally?" Sometimes one of my uh, patients may be like, um, "I'm fine. There's nothing wrong." And the reason why I ask them that is because if I'm asking how you doing physically. I can't overlook how you're doing mentally, right? So that's not me being complete. It's not being. It's not me fulfilling my holistic approach to, um, to managing or taking care of someone. 
And that's the same thing I would do to any any person, a family member, a friend. Physically and mentally is equally important and it should not be overlooked. All right. And if we all can get to a point, you know, not only in medicine, but just in life, like if we all can get to a point where we are being receptive of how someone is feeling uh, or how someone is doing physically, mentally and spiritually, looking at the person as a complete whole and not separating the mental from the physical and the physical from the spiritual, then I think it would make it a lot easier for that stigma to be broken down. Now, I know culture is one huge uh, barrier when it comes to mental health. And, you know, I can even speak for myself, you know, being an African brother, you know, how, you know, back... And it's getting better, though, like, you know, because now, like, I think mental, mental health is, is, you know, the services in mental health and taking back home to Africa where we can try to, you know fend off the, the, the hard cultural um, uh, demands that has placed on, on mental health. But, you know, especially like back in the day, you know, things like my mom and dad tell me about like mental health, like anybody that seemed off or like, quote unquote, off or not in their right state of mind, there was always a sort of like black magic connotation associated with it. So they were kind of outcasted and you know, not attained to and just overlooked, right? And that's, and it's just amazing how to, like, I can't even process, like, like that really happening. But culturally, that's what it was. And I can guarantee that these people probably had, you know, some instability with their mental health that should have been addressed and probably could have helped them, you know, and and helped them recover if they had the right resources or if the culture wasn't such a huge... So what I'm trying to say is that our mental health is important for our overall health. And like I said, the physical and mental is equally important, right? Um, and uh, our mental health, like pretty much what I've been saying is that our, our mental health consists of our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. So it's pretty much related to how we think, feel, and act. And we all have different ways of handling stress, relating to other people, um, we all have our way of making choices from, from day to day that can have an effect on our mental health. And our mental health is it's equally important from every stage of our lives, you know, from childhood to adolescence through adulthood. And, you know, one thing that sticks out in childhood, you know, compared to, to you know, more so compared to the adolescence and adulthood and elderly is, is childhood trauma. And trauma is one of like, the the black clouds of mental health, like, you know, mental illness, you know, growing up, you know, I remember when I was in in uh, training and in, in residency, that was often one one uh, risk factor, one common risk factor with many patients that had mental illness was you know childhood trauma, and you know childhood trauma is something that gets uh, suppressed for many years and. You know, when someone goes through trauma, it's from it's just very hard for them to 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 face that trauma because they don't want to live relive that experience. And when something isn't addressed, you know, and years pass and you and you come to terms with it as an adult, you try to come to terms with it as an adult. It's like you don't how to, you don't know how to move because it, you don't have that coping strategy 
or the coping techniques to, 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 to deal with what that, that situation was. And because of that, it starts to affect all aspects of your life. You know, it, it affects your work, your school, your relationships with other people, can affect your relationship with family members. Um, so it just, it can affect you physically, your, your, your physical health. It affects your mental health. So that's just an example of, you know, something that is a huge risk factor for um, mental illness. Now, when it, when it comes to, to uh, our, our mental health, I have a big emphasis on, you know, the holistic approach and the interrelation of the body-mind. And one, one aspect, you know, one philosophy that I learned, you know, back in my training and something that has carried along with me is the approach of the biopsychosocial model. And this model is an emphasis on, you know, the holistic uh, approach and understanding of the physical and, and mental, right? And this, this model has a huge emphasis on, on disease and health in general, and they're all interconnected, right? The, the, the biological model focuses on, you know, things like uh, neurotransmitters, genetics, um, maybe an injury that occurred that is affecting part of the brain. Um, it could be a medical condition that's happening, for instance, maybe like a heart condition or maybe a, a pain injury that's occurred um, that has to be addressed by a, a, phys- a primary physician or a specialist. Um, and, and these things can have such a disruptive um, turn on our, on our lives, right? So that's a biological aspect of, of something that can affect our mental health, right? Just think, about, just think about all the things, a form of cancer that has occurred, right? This is a biological thing that's going on, a physical means, right, that is having an effect on the body. Inflammation, right? We spoke, we had, a, we had to talk on inflammation, um, just think about it. All those things that can uh, increase stress, right? You know, or maybe like conditions in the body that affects cortisol levels, right? Our adrenal glands are known for um, the release of cortisol, right? If there's a condition where your adrenal glands are off. So there's so many aspects of the the biomedical um, facet that can have a huge impact on our medical health, on our mental health, pardon. The psychological um, aspect of this uh, is about is related to our mental and emotional wellness, and how that relates to our behaviors. Um, psychological, for instance, you know, one prime example was you know during COVID, for instance, uh, there was so much fear, you know, about COVID, and even to the point where we all had to quarantine, like, and that had a huge. Uh, it had a huge impact on our daily lives, right? Our lifestyles were altered because we were limited to, to the things that we can do um, from, from day in and day out. We were behind closed doors. So everything that we used to do just took just an ultimate halt, right? Just remember this thing back at that time. And because that happened, either people who had uh, mental health uh, conditions their condition was heightened, right? Where there was anxiety or depression. Or if someone didn't have any mental condition, they started to develop, you know, concerns for like a mental illness or condition. 
Um, and it was because of the, the change of the drastic change in the, in the, in the constructs of our environment, right? That psychological, there was this lack of psychological connections with other people and hence led to, uh, mental health problems. Now the, the third aspect is the social construct, right? The social, the social domain of the biopsychosocial model and the social this plays a huge impact on our connections and interrelations with other people and our interactions in our community, right? Um, for instance, whether we're the type of person that we're very involved with other people or someone that's more introverted and tends to seclude ourselves, that can be a risk factor for developing a, a mental health condition. Um, and, you know, does someone have the ability to maintain healthy relationships with people outside of the home? Uh, how is a person's relationship with the family members? Do they have um, relationships with other people? Do they have any dependency issues they, uh, with relationships with others? Um, is there a balance their uh, personal life with you know, the ability for them to connect with others? Uh, are they really focused on how people view them versus how they feel that they are doing personally from the inside? So all of these factors play a huge impact in the overall picture of our mental health. Oh, one last thing about the social, which is important, is um, our socioeconomic status. Like if someone is, you know, of lower class, you know, the lack of resources that may be available can have a huge impact socially, right? Or for someone who maybe is uh, in top class, right, is very wealthy, they may be dealing with social constructs of the people in their social environment, right? They may feel like they may have to live, live up to the expectations of those around them. And because of that social pressure, that weighs down on them and then leads to feelings of you know, insecurity, they feel depressed or anxious, right? So it can go from, from either direction. So um, like I was saying before, uh, our, our mental health becomes a concern when it really starts to, you know, our quality of life, right? And the way for us to really, you know, understand that is when, when we start to realize that, you know, we're having a difficult time you know, just doing regular day tasks. We feel like we're not able to focus on the things that we're normally able to do from day to day. Uh, we feel like maybe the, the things that we normally would do as far as like eating or maybe sleep start, starts to get affected. Uh, we're having a hard time maybe engaging or, or interacting with other people, right? We have the, an inability to focus normally like we normally would. Um, is all I'm, everything I'm saying is, will be considered a form of impairment, right? And I think that's the take home is that, you know, a mental health provider would, would say it's a, an impairment or a form of distress that is causing someone unable to complete, you know, normal things that they were doing in their, li in their, in their everyday lives. So like I mentioned, that could be, you know, the ability, inability for you to function normally, like maybe in a workplace or relationships with other people or even in your self-care. All right. So these are all things that um, start to take a turn that, you know, if let's say person A was the, having a low day in their mood. Right. Let's say person A was just depressed, 
you know, had a low mood on that, on that day, but they're still able to complete everything that they normally would do to, to stay functioning well, then they wouldn't be considered having a mental illness, right? They wouldn't be considered having a mental health condition. So it's very, very important for us to realize that it's very, very normal for us to have all these feelings, but it becomes of concern when it starts to have an impact on our quality of lives and the ability for us to function and complete these things normally, all right? Um, so I'm just going to touch uh, briefly on a, on a common, um, uh, the common, I would say the common conditions, just briefly, very briefly, um, things like depression, anxiety. Uh, so I'll start off with depression. You know, with depression, the thing about depression is that it's one of the most common, one common um, mental health illness, right? And most of the people that I've met that have, you know, been depressed, there's, there's, I do feel like there's a sense of guilt, like, you know, why do I feel like, why do I feel this way? It shouldn't be, I shouldn't be feeling this way. It shouldn't happen to me. Like something is 100% wrong with me. And I always try to emphasize to them that, number one, we're all human and we all feel these things, right? It's just that maybe in this point in your life, you may be having some sensitivity, maybe because of um, family history, maybe you have sensitivity. Maybe it could be an imbalance of neurotransmitters in the brain. Right, there are no transmitters in the brain that affect our mood in different parts and regions of the brain. Um, that has a huge impact on our on our mental health. Our neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin have a huge impact, right, on on our mood and um, our energy level, our sleep. And there's actually medications that actually alter these neurotransmitters to 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 help us overcome some mental health uh, conditions, right? like depression or anxiety or even, you know, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Um, so with major depression disorder, uh, it's, it's symptoms that have been happening for at least two weeks uh, that, that include either having a lack of interest in something or having a depressed mood, right? And then also includes a, a few other uh, things um, I believe you need at least, uh, I remember back, I actually remember this uh, acronym, SIGICAPS, even from like med school, but uh, uh, you need a, f- a few of these to hit the criteria in order for you to um, hit major depression disorder. Um, and that includes uh, irritability, um, not, not finding things pleasurable anymore, like things that you enjoy doing. Um, gaining weight or losing weight, you know, so not having an appetite or eating too much, um, not getting sleep or sleeping too much, uh, feeling fatigued or not having energy, feeling like a sense of worthlessness, like like you have no value, you know, putting yourself down, um, not being able to concentrate or focus, and then, you know, having thoughts of not wanting to live. So these are all very real feelings, right? And it's very important for these things to not be overlooked. And if someone is ever feeling like this, as hard as it may be, it's really important to just put it out there, right? Like I said, just like you have chest pain or stomach pain, we're all coming to address that physical concern. 
and the mind and body is is equally important. So very, very important to keep that in mind. Um, another one is bipolar disorder. Uh, bipolar disorder uh, consists of uh, fluctuations on uh, on either depressed mood or what they consider um, manic episode or, or manic mood. And mania, which you call manic, right, consists of pretty much it's, it's like the opposite, the opposite of feeling depressed will be classified as as manic. Right. And that's having a persistently elevated, you know, just kind of like over the top, hyper energetic, could be irritable mood. And this this consists of, of this for at least um, one week. And these these people that have an episode of mania will be very talkative they might be distracted, have feeling like their thoughts are running, um, have excessive uh, energy and feelings that they could accomplish and uh, do anything, even if it may not be realistic at that time. And these type of people also, too, may be experiencing uh, excessive involvement in pleasure activities. That can mean, be, mean being very promiscuous. That can mean being involved in uh, taking drugs that maybe they shouldn't be taking or being involved in activities that are even un- unsafe for them, that can put them in risk of, um, of, of harm, right? Anxiety disorders is a complete spectrum of a few different things. Uh, there's panic disorder. Uh, there's generalized anxiety disorder. Um, there's social phobias. There's OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder. So all of these are a spectrum um, of anxiety, and they all consist of either, well, for instance, panic disorder consists of like feeling physical, a physical manifestation of anxiety, uh, which can consist of like chest pain or heart palpitations or feeling short of breath or dizzy. And oftentimes, this happens when people get anxious. Like, think about it like maybe you might be nervous for a show. And this, you feel a little anxious, but a panic disorder will consist of a panic t- attack where the way you're feeling is just so overwhelming that you can't control it. And you start to really manifest all those physical things that I said, right? And, you know, the obsessive compulsive is when there's recurrent, like, obsess- obsessions or compulsions like things that we may be recurringly thinking about or compulsions or like things that we actively keep doing repetitively and repetitively. And this kind of really forms a, a sense of distress and it really affects our, our um, quality of life and the ability for us to complete tasks efficiently. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I've met many veterans uh, that have have gone through post-traumatic stress or people who've gone through other traumatic experiences. Like I mentioned, childhood was one. Um, in this case, people may have a form of stress that happened and it's been hard for them to overcome that trauma. And that post-traumatic stress leads to certain triggers that may cause flashbacks or nightmares or they may have a hypersensitivity to sound, even maybe sense of smell. So it's just the specific triggers that may bring them back to that particular time. Um, and it really affects their ability to, to live a normal life, right? And that post-traumatic stress can 
can leave room for depression and anxiety, right? It can cause intense fear and a sense of helplessness, all right? Um, and uh, there's the psychotic disorders, which include things like schizophrenia, uh, uh, delusional disorder, all right? And schizophrenia is a, is a condition which consists of, of distorted reality. Like I mentioned briefly before, um, it's a false belief about certain things and that one may believe about their life that isn't actually occurring, right? And it can also consist of hallucinations, which are sensory perceptions of things that are, aren't actually happening. So whether someone is hearing something or seeing something that's not um, actually there, um, speech may be disorganized, uh, someone may not, their movements may be a little slow, slower than it should. Um, I know I'm going pretty fast, but I just want, I'm just trying to touch quickly on all these different types of, of mental illnesses so that at least we all have an idea of you know the seriousness and how these things shouldn't be overlooked. Um, substances is another one as well. So that means any type of drugs that you take can, can be a risk factor for you to, d to develop uh, a mental health condition, right? There's a whole list of them. Um, alcohol is one, so there could be alcohol-related substance abuse conditions. There could be caffeine-related disorders. There can be related to cannabis, cocaine, uh, nicotine, taking opioids, right? So, like, if you're taking like fentanyl, or or if you had a, a surgery where you need Percocets, that's been a, a some sort of gateway for people to get hooked on that. Um, sedatives, hypnotics. Uh, oh, there's so many different substances that can have an effect on our mental health, and that can, can that can lead to either depression, can lead to anxiety, and it can lead to psychosis, right? Like a psychosis similar to, as I mentioned, schizophrenia. Okay, so those are a couple of things uh, that, is, as far as the mental health realm goes, and in um, conditions that are very important and that shouldn't be overlooked. Oh, one last thing too, I mean, more so related to the substance is addiction. Um, and addiction is pretty much hijacking of different parts of our brain because there's been a change in the, uh, the chemicals in, the, in that part of the brain. That region of the brain has been altered, hijacked, right? So one thing about addiction that is so important is that there, there comes a certain point where addiction is beyond the control of the person. Does that make sense? Like, so it's very important for all of us to be very sensitive and supportive for people who may be going through an addiction because after a certain point, it's no longer them. It's more about the condition that's happened to their brain, right? Their brain is seeking something now. They're seeking that substance. And that substance is going to provide a sense of relief to the body, right? There's a form of dependency. Uh, and if that person doesn't receive whatever that substance is, they can go through a sense of withdrawal, which could be detrimental to their physical and mental health. Like, it can be very serious. It can be life-threatening. So addiction is very, very serious. And I do, and I even remember, like, addiction was one area I remember in psychiatry that was, uh, I think it really, I feel like that was one area that, you know, sometimes, a lot of times, the, it was like 
the people who really were going through an addiction were the people who were really like they. It was almost like they were all they had. Like they all had each other's back because they all understood. Like they understood. Like this is what I have. I know it's not about me. That's it's it's this thing has really taken over my brain, and I'm really trying my best to to get past this. And the people who really understood was the people who were going through it with them, right? And and I think for us, like it's just very important for us to just be more, like I said, sensitive, you know, caring, supportive of those people who may be going through those things, so we can help them get out of that, right? The goal is for us to help everyone to have that. You know, mental peace, right? No matter how it started or why it started, it's an all important for us to 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 be supportive for each other, in general. Um, so just a couple of things. I know, I mean, mental health is a a huge a huge topic. There's so much in mental health, but at least I wanted to give a sense of you know what mental mental health is, how we should be looking at it, and some of the mental health conditions. Now. Like I've mentioned to you guys previously in previous episodes about um, the foods that we should be eating, there are foods that are very important for our brain, right? And I call them brain food, okay? Because ultimately, I believe that one of the most important ways for us to to feed our our brains and our mind is by giving us the giving all of ourselves the the important fuel that we all need to make sure we're elite and on point when it comes to our mental health. All right, so a couple of the things, uh, things like berries, you know, I go super hard for the berries, but studies have shown that in, it, it contributes to neuroplasticity, which is like improving growth of the, the wiring and the networking of our neurotransmitters and chemicals in our brain. Um, so it helps with memory um, retention uh, and it helps with retaining sharpness as we all get older. Um, things like a walnuts, which has omega-3, which is a super, super powerhouse um, for our mental health. Chia seeds, also very important. Flax seeds, things like avocado. Um, there's certain spices that also promote the release of dopamine and serotonin, like uh, turmeric and ginger and cayenne pepper, uh, cinnamon. All of those are actually promoting the release of some good neurotransmitters that can naturally help keep uh, some checks and balances when it comes to our, our the brain. Um, so those are, those are a couple of things just to keep in mind that, you know, remember, food is medicine, all right? Food is medicine. And it's very important for us, just as important as all of us see our, our primary care doctors or our specialists for um, uh, physical checkups. It's very important for all of us to remember that um, mental health checkups are important. Even if you, we all feel like nothing is wrong, Mental health maintenance is as equally important as physical health maintenance. And neither, like I'm going to emphasize again, neither should be overlooked. Okay? Um, yeah, so I just want us to all keep in mind that our self-care really matters, right? And it's important for all of us to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally, no matter what stage we are in our lives. And... Our well-being is is, opt- is is important. That's the first thing that we all need to keep in mind is our well-being. Um, because if we're not mentally well, we won't be able to purge, you know, purge all the, the goodness in our, our gifts and all those things into other people where they can expand from themselves and grow. And I just wanna, I want to just keep these statistics, statistics in mind as we close 
that one in five people have a mental illness, right? And um, treatment for for a mental illness is effective for 80% of people, especially with conditions like uh, depression. So, you know, all these, what I'm trying to say is that our mental, our mental illness is more common than we think. And if we address it, just like we address all of our physical conditions, it can be easily, easily managed, right? It just requires us being very comfortable with treatment, you know, having the support that we need, and then finding the right fit, you know, because just like we all come to the, our, our primary care doctors to make sure to see if they will provide the best care they, they can for us and be a great fit for our care, is equally important for our, for our mental health too. Like, I've met a few people where they've seen therapists or have had providers and they're like, yeah, it just didn't click well with me. And that's absolutely okay. And I, I, I would I encourage people not to feel discouraged if that happens to you. If you feel like you've seen a therapist or someone or a psychiatrist and you feel like you're not really getting that connection that you need, that's okay. You know, it's very important to figure out what works best for you and to try other resources out there. Okay. Um, lastly, I would just close that, you know, our lives are, are very, very valuable. And if anyone, if anyone is ever feeling or having doubts about how they are mentally or even have any thoughts of self-harm, please don't hesitate to seek the resources that are out there. Okay. Um, I believe there's a hotline for a suicide hotline. I believe it's, uh, let me double check, make sure we, we all get this right. Um, I believe it's 988 is the, is the three, um, the number, just like how there's 911, there's 988, uh, and you'll be able to speak to someone on the hotline. They're available 24-7, toll-free. Um, this is a national number across the whole U.S., okay? Please don't hesitate to seek the help when you need it. Please. Like, there's been so much tragic situations that could have been avoided, um, but either the person just didn't feel comfortable speaking to someone else about it, or they feared, or they they were nervous about speaking to someone, or someone just wasn't listening to them when they were really crying out for help. So all of us, please just be mindful of our family members, our friends, or even people that we don't know. If we ever send something off, you know, just, I would take the just extra step and just make sure they're good money, because, like, we can't be taking this life for granted. And our creator put us on this earth to be, to, to look out for one another and to be purposeful and to to just make sure that all of us sustain elite physically, mentally, and spiritually. So, you know, just like I said, we'll, we'll get into more mental health topics in general, but this is pretty much the overview to mind your mind, okay? Just always keep your mindset and your mind going consistently and just as important as you care about your physical, please do not overlook your mental, all right? So that's it for now. I actually went a few minutes over, but I, I just wanted us to, I just wanted us to, you know, make sure that we all good with this topic. And if you have any questions, concerns, please hit me up. Like I said, the unseen MD is my Instagram. You can hit me up at the unseen MD at gmail.com. You can also hit, also hit me up with some questions on the, on the tabs after these episodes. All right. All right. Peace.